from California and Florida. You're listening to a monstrous edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Monstrous All-Nighter Edition for the week of May 30th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. You plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Tom Bell from the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, and I'm joined by Kathy Whirling from the Orlando team. How are you, Kathy? I'm doing real good, Tom. How are you doing? I'm doing. Have you recovered from the all-nighter? I think I'm almost back to normal. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about that monstrous all-nighter at the Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, and California Adventure, and take your calls about it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about our experiences, but we have some callers coming in, so let's see who is on the line. Hey. Hey, who who are we talking to? This is Sierra and I'm Caddy Cat Cat Four on the board that y'all remember me. Hey Sierra, how are you? Yeah. Here you used to be a chat all the you used to be a chat all the time. So so how I felt like a spy listening to y'all before the show. Yeah, I know we yeah. <laughs> Don't tell anybody we goofed up. Um so did you go to Magic Kingdom for the all nighter? No, I wish I did. I'm very Disney deprived at the moment. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, 45 minutes away, haven't gone in a year and a half, and it makes me so sad because I used to go every weekend. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you need to go. I know. I have a friend who works there, and I'm trying to get him to let me take me and our other friends in, but he's in, like, the whole master program thing at UCF and has, like, no time to take anybody to Disney anymore. Oh, uh. Okay, well, my question was, since I had a question, I, I noticed, didn't they yeah. do, like, an overnight thing for, like, the leap year, too? Yes, they did. Okay, do you think this is something that they're going to do maybe occasionally, or do you think these are just two cases and they might not ever do it again? Because I think it sounds pretty awesome and they should do it more often. I- I'm hoping they do it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they made lots of money on it, so I'm sure they oh, all keep doing it. I'm sure they did. And and I, it, it it I I think I don't think you had problems for Leap Day at Magic Kingdom, but we had lots of problems over here at Disneyland for Leap Day, and I think it went a lot better this time, at least for for the opening. And, okay. Uh, you know, then- go ahead, Sierra. What they need to do, they need to do, like, you know, an overnight thing for, like, college students or something. Because I know there's there's a lot of colleges in driving distance of uh, Disney. Uh They should just do, like, oh, hey, show your college ID and stay all night sort of thing. I think that would be pretty awesome. That would be kind of fun. All right, Sierra, it was great talking to you. Great talking to you, too. All right. See ya. We'll see you in Disney. Bye. Bye. Yeah, it seemed to go a lot better at opening at Disneyland. I wa- I I got up around four o'clock and was going to take the bus down there because I I didn't bring bring a vehicle this time. Um, and I changed my mind, and decided to walk down because the buses weren't running until like five, and I wanted to make sure I got there. And you know, because last time bag check was horrendous. Oh jeez! So I get there and there were I I didn't see any lines. I'm like, what the heck is going on? You know, and they're directing people to back check. There was no line at, at back check. 
and I walk into the to the you know, you've been to you've been to Disneyland, so you know how what the Esplanade yeah. looks like. They mm-hmm. had a, they had a big stage in the middle of the Esplanade where they were doing live remotes for some of the morning shows, and there were lines at at the turnstiles, you know, almost back to the center, but not quite. But so there was still room in line, but it was just nothing like Leap Day, where you know Leap Day, I the they, I think they started bag check late. So I didn't get into the park until probably 6.30 on leap day. And, you know, for this, I probably could have gotten to the park maybe 6.05. Oh, I, wow. I, I chose not to because I was, I was inside the, inside the media bubble in the, in the middle behind the, yeah. behind the ropes, staying safe behind the ropes. But, um, the lines were nothing. I mean, they, 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 Shuffled people in quickly on those lines, and I'm guessing with because they had um, grad night the night before California Adventure. I'm guessing bag check never closed. Oh, okay. I'm I'm just I'm just guessing that they just kept letting people get line up at the turnstiles starting as I think it, they think they said that 10 p.m. They let people start lining up. Oh wow! So, yeah, Jeez. yeah. So, but um, you know that was that was really. The, the, that was, there was really any problems at Disneyland like there were last time. Um, there was one that I, I saw and I'll we'll talk about that later, but let's take another call while we have people waiting to talk to us. Hey. Hi gang, it's, uh, hey, it's, it's Jeff Alps. Hey Jeff, how Hi, are Jeff. you? Hey, you still, Tom, Kathy. Are you, are you still right. at, Hi Jeff. Are you still at Disneyland? Yeah. No, I'm not. I, I'm back at home after a, uh, a red eye on Saturday night. Oh, wow. So let me say good morning to Tom and afternoon to Kathy. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> and, and Tom, let me also say that I am really so sad that I did not get a chance to hook up with you while we were out there. Yeah, we were, we were so close yet so far away. <laughs> exactly. Our, our times in the parks just didn't coincide. Yeah. Or you were in one park and I was in another one. Um, so you got to experience I, uh, a little bit of it, right? I got a little bit of it. I, I actually uh, uh, did not spend any of the uh, any of the non traditional non park hours in right. the park, if I could word it that way. Right. We we treated it basically as though it were a regular day. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't there at you know two o'clock in the morning or anything like that. Slacker. Uh, but I, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it was kind of funny because we were doing the red eye the following night. I was thinking that if I stayed up all night on Friday night and doing the eye on Saturday night, would be you know a basket case by Sunday night. Right. Uh, yeah. And it turned out I was anyway, but you know I just didn't do it. Um. I thought it was interesting. I was staying at the uh, Grand Californian, and they left a uh, um, a, uh, a letter in every room right. about you know the twenty four hour thing and when the parks would be open. And I think Tom, you just mentioned uh, guests could line up as early as ten p.m. on Thursday night right. for the six a.m. opening on Friday. Um, I don't know how many did. Uh, when I saw that, I said, oh, my God, this is going to be mobbed. Yeah, I was it, actually, 
fairly pleasantly surprised when we go into the parks Friday. Yeah. That it wasn't that bad. Mm-mm. It wasn't as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. Um, but uh, when we went to California Adventure in the later afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, I think we went over there around uh, 5 o'clock or something. Okay. Uh, we did see a number of people that were uh, kind of sacked out on benches. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> they were, several were sprawled, taking up the, the whole bench kind of thing, apparently napping, uh, and others were obviously just holding down the benches and, and, uh, you know, trying to conserve their energy so that they could make it the whole time. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, so I thought that was interesting. That was different from what I had seen in California Adventure <laughs> the previous days. So, you know, obviously, uh, to me anyway, that's what uh, guests were doing, mm-hmm. even at that time of day. So, anyway, I uh, thought it was interesting, though. The rest yeah. of the, the days in the park were not terrible. An awful lot of uh, grad students, uh, graduates, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, graduates in the park. Yeah, the, uh, those, but, those grad nights, I think, both Thursday night and Friday night at, at California Adventure. So there were lots of high school High school kids, high school age kids around. Right, so that added to the to the number of people around, but otherwise it wasn't terrible. And I got two comments, by the way, Tom. Yeah. Not strictly a twenty four hour thing, but but just general observation about how they do things at uh, Disneyland Resort okay. versus Orlando. And one is for people who are buying tickets that. Because uh, we had to buy our annual passes, uh-huh. and all of the ticket booths have their own line, rather than one line that everybody gets into and then goes to the next available window. And we originally walked in, walked up to one line uh, for, a t- and it was you know ten people long. And then as we looked, or we saw other windows that had. Nobody at them. Uh, and you would have thought that there would be some amount of Disney crowd control. Right, exactly. And would have said, hey, you know, go over here. There's nobody yeah. waiting. Um, so that was just one one thing and perhaps a tip for, for listeners that are going to Disneyland Resort to yeah, buy tickets. Usually they'll have... Look at all the ones. Yeah, usually they'll have like four lines because there's like two sets of ticket booths on each side of the Esplanade. But I've, yeah. I've, ne- I've never seen it that way with, with a line at each. So, yeah, definitely yeah, pay attention. Yeah, in this case, there was, a line at, yeah, there was a line at each window. This was on Tuesday morning. Okay. Uh, and the other thing was the security lines out there, they do not have a separate line for guests without bags. Correct. Whereas at the Orlando parks, almost always do that. So you're going to be standing in, in the bag check line no matter what. You may as well bring a bag with you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah. Anyway, that was my comments, and I'm going to be eagerly listening to your overnight uh, observations. Thanks, Jeff. Great to talk to you, buddy. All right, Tom. Take care. You too, Kathy. And goodbye Thanks, to everybody Jeff. in Disneyland. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Um, we still have a couple other callers. Um, yeah, secu- like like you said, security. You always you always have to go through back check. It was funny on. Thursday when I got there, 
No, yes, Thursday. The days are all running together, Kathy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thursday when I got there for the, there was a media event on Thursday for the new the new show, and I'm going through security, and you could tell it was people who don't normally do security because okay. they had to, because they had to staff for 24 hours the next day, so they had, and so I had this little handheld recorder, like this little you know like those little dictation recorders. Yeah. And I had that in my bag, and the lady sees and she's like, oh, I don't know that you can bring that in. I'm like, are you sure? You might want to check with somebody yeah. on that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's just, you know, just random things. Another thing I was noticing, you know, talk, talking about staffing, overnight from, you know, like one, no, no, maybe midnight on, instead of the normal um, – Janitor, not janitorial, but you know what I'm talking about. The, the people with the sweepers yeah. and their white custodial. And, custodial, thank you, in their white uniform, nice, you know, clean white uniforms, you know, doing the little sweeping thing. They had what a, I'm assuming were third shift cast members, and they had the dark blue with the with the sewn on name tags. Yes, yes. Overnight, the- doing doing the. Changing the trash cans and sweeping up the the trash and stuff like that. It was kind of interesting just to see yeah, them. I had had never seen that before, and I asked my daughter about that. She goes, "Oh yeah, that's the third shift." Yeah, testimonial, and I'm like, "Oh, learn something new every day." <laughs> exactly. Let's take another call. Hello, who are we talking to? Hello. Somebody's there. Hello, this is. Her. I'm sorry. Who's this? It's Erica. How are you? Hey, Erica. Hi, Erica. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Good. 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 So, I have a question for you guys. Okay. What was the general vibe at each one of the parks as far as the energy level, uh, the people that were there? Um, were they happy? Were they, you know, crotchety? Did, what would just explain, like, what the general feel of the parks were overnight. Go ahead, Kathy. Well, when I first got there, I got there about the time that, um, about 10 minutes before wishes started. So everybody was in fireworks mode. And then after fireworks, it looked like the worst Black Friday sale you could <laughs> ever go to. I have never, ever seen Magic Kingdom be that crowded. And people started heading certain ways to get out of there, and then all of a sudden the crowds stopped, and then people started pushing and shoving. And that part of the evening, it was very scary, uh-huh. and I thought Disney didn't do their job there. The rest of the evening, it was like a party. It was fun watching the cast members. It was fun watching the guests. You could see everybody sort of winding down. But then we all got like a second win when we went down for the kiss goodnight. Yeah, I got I got my second win about four o'clock. Yes, I, I started. I, I I was sitting down most of the time. I was like, okay, I got to get up and get the blood moving, because otherwise I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall asleep. Um, you know the the really the really fun parts were like first thing in first thing six o'clock in the morning is you're going to the park and high fouring everybody along the way. Yeah, and, yeah, and they they had they had. Like everybody out on the street, the vice president of Disneyland was out there, just right in front of where the where the Christmas tree normally would be in Town Square. Yeah, and he was right in the middle of the street, right where you know where the the train tracks meet, or the the trolley tracks meet. 
wave in on high foreign guests as they come in. They had all those executives along the along the street. Um, for those Disneyland fans, Oscar from Carnation Cafe, he was out on out in front of Carnation Cafe. He, he's been there since 1956, I think. He was out high foreign people, and so that part was exciting. And then, yeah. and then, like we said, you know, the rest of the day was kind of a normal day until midnight, one o'clock, when all the parties started picking up. And then the the I think the biggest excitement for everybody was 6 a.m. when they knew they had made it. Yeah. So then they were coming back out down the street. They were again. Everybody was out again. Um, high foreign people coming out out of the park on Main Street, and you know, for the kiss goodnight and the kid, the uh, all the characters in their PJs and stuff like that. It was just. But between then, I think a lot of it was people just sitting and relaxing and having coffee and lots of caffeine and stuff like that. So. Yeah, there were definitely so, a lot more. Pe- go ahead, Erica. Um, no, go ahead, Kathy. I was just going to say it seemed like this time there was a lot more people than there were for the the leap day one. But about two o'clock, it really cleared out, and it was just it was like your diehard Disney fans were there in the park. It was fun. The, in L.A., there were a lot of people getting there at like eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night, which was kind of interesting. A lot. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, now you, you can say, okay, I've done one of these overnight events at the park. Do you, was it an experience that you would say, oh, if they do it again, I definitely want to be there again? Or is it like, okay, I've done it, I've experienced it, I wouldn't do it again? Well, I thought after last year that if they did it again in the Magic Kingdom, I wouldn't go back. But as soon as I heard them talking about it, it's like, oh, I have to go back. And if they did it again, I'd like to see them do it in a different park next time. But if it was in Magic Kingdom, I'd go back again. Yeah, I, I'd probably go back. I'm not sure I would stay the 24 hours unless I was I had somebody with me because I was basically – I mean, I we had some Diz meets and I had a media thing to go to for an hour or so. But otherwise, I was by myself the whole time. So that makes a difference. You know, if you got somebody, if you got somebody to experience it with, I would, that I could probably do it again. But if I was by myself again, I probably wouldn't stay the whole 24 hours, maybe 16. <laughs> yeah, I brought my daughter, and I don't know how thrilled she was to be there. And she got her second wind at a different time than I did, so Uh-oh. we did sort of help each other through the the early hours of the morning. I, I had ice cream about midnight, and I think that helped. <laughs> I have to. Well, try it looks like lots of fun. And it's good to talk to you guys. You too, Erica. Take care. And Kathy, we're going to see you soon. Yes, yes, I can't wait. Same here. See you later. Bye, Erica. See you, Erica. Bye. Uh, There was only one time when I think Disney, Disneyland dropped the ball. Um, they had a, a, in Toontown, they had a, uh, pajama party with Mickey and all the characters in their PJs. Okay. And, you know, with the fireworks at Disneyland, they have to close Toontown during the fireworks. Because oh, okay. it's right, you know, right there where they shoot yeah. up the fireworks. So, you know, Toontown closed at 8.30, 9 o'clock. And so they had to make sure there was no, you know, remnants of the fireworks and stuff. So the party wasn't supposed to start till midnight for the, the pajama party. And so, and you know where Toontown is, it's like kind of in that little, there's a little 
triangle there between Small World and the new fan, the new Fantasyland Theater, yeah. and there's the train station there. And it's kind of tight area. And so, you know, I, I was going to go and, and see if there was anything to, to report on or see if there was anything to, you know, like in stream live or anything like that. And so I get there and I'm, I'm kind of standing back a little bit and I see people, people start going up and they're telling me, well, you got, you got to line up, you got to line up. And so they had people starting lining up and they were sending them around the corner toward the, to the left toward the train station. And just people kept coming and coming and coming and all of a sudden where they had the line was full and people were still coming. And by the time midnight came, that whole area was packed wall-to-wall wow. people. Yeah. And they had, instead of, you know, stanchions with ropes and stuff, they just had put tape on the floor, thinking that that would be enough for the yeah. line. And it just wasn't. There, there w- My opinion is there wasn't enough to do at that point in the night. And so everybody wanted okay. to be in Toontown. Yeah. So I, I I also think though it seems like Disney almost was caught by surprise at how popular this was going to be because I said for crowd control mm-hmm. it's like they just didn't have their act together. Right. So they they were trying to let the people that had been waiting in, you know, a little bit at a time and it just yeah. wasn't. So finally I think they just stepped aside and everybody started packing in. And about to where I was, you know, I was kind of out of the way. Security had come, and they were holding people back. So I don't know. They probably let in cut way too many people for for Toontown. And then they were holding some people back until people could get through the gate, and then they started letting people in again. But it was just that that oh. one particular time was was the only time I saw that they dropped the ball. So yeah, that's not bad. I mean. No, no. Typically, you know, they had they had that going on. They had a dance party in Tomorrowland, but typically, like on Halloween Halloween party nights or something, they'll have something in Frontierland. And they didn't. They didn't have a dance party. You know, that at that the Mexican restaurant there, Rancho del Zocalo, they'll usually have a dance party there, and they didn't. And I think that may have helped. They would have helped draw people yeah. away from Toontown if they had had some characters there or something. You know. Trying to do a dance party there. Let's yeah. take another caller. Hello, who are we talking Hello. to? Greg. Hey, Greg, how are you? Just fine. Um, I can ditto exactly what you said about the, the Toontown thing. Okay. And I think it's frankly strange that they had the Fantastic at like, what was it? Um, nine and, like 9 and 10.30? Yeah, that's the And there wasn't, times. as you said, anything at that time, so basically you had the whole park there. What was funny was, as you said, people were lined up to the left supposed to be, you know, waiting to get in the main line. Right. And I had someone there who might have been an hour and was already upset because he, he found out that, like, hundreds of people were ahead of him. But maybe I was there about a half hour before midnight, uh-huh. and two CMs came by. One had a long roll of tape, and he was unrolling and asking people what side they were on. Another, the other man was behind him, <laughs> stomping with his foot to put the tape oh, on geez. the ground. They were, they were trying to make the switch back, but people were already there. Right. And people in strollers were cutting through, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a, that was a drop. Um, Did you make it in? The only other little mistake, I guess it was just a misprint. I mean, I, I actually have the listing where it says Pixie Hollow open at park opening. And I don't think even fairies get up at 6 a.m. No, so. God, no. <laughs> that wasn't up until 8 or whatever. Um, I think the, I think probably one improvement was just letting people in 
Again, I wasn't there at you know 10:30 p.m. or whatever, but it seemed that they you know they started a bag check and let people in as opposed to the leap day when they had people lining up on a Harbor Boulevard right. for you know half a mile back and forth. And you know Harbor Boulevard is Anaheim; it's not Disneyland. And you know, <laughs> I think maybe Anaheim got them on and then that if they're waiting for you, keep them on your property. That was certainly yeah. an improvement. Um, the line outside was interesting, kind of, you know, the big fat lines, and I can tell a story about that, but I don't want to. I thought it was interesting, the people, um, you know, all waiting to greet you at 6 a.m., um, they had some characters there. They had Alice and the Hatter, the only two face characters. I thought that was really, you know, kind of different. Um, you know, they're two people I knew. They've been there for several years, but I don't know if they were up, used to be up that early, and they did the entrance show at 7 a.m. to a very small audience, but, it, you know, it was different. Um, I just really think maybe there was a need maybe to spread out the entertainment a little more into the late night and early morning because right. you said there really was not a lot to do there. And did you, the crowd did, into line. Did you um, see? Did you see the so-called castle show? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, they changed it. Maybe you know, maybe green. Okay, okay. Mike yeah. Cox and Stella, whatever. Yeah, it was basically uh, a two-minute <laughs> two, two, two light color show on the castle. It was, it yeah, was totally you know, Randy, my disappointment was you know do they have what the, what the, I call the castle. show. We lost you, Greg. Are you there? Um, we you know, lost you for a second there. They had enough people there, I'd say. Um, the only thing obvious, and, you know, it's always going to happen with some of the mm. ladies' restrooms. You just was, you know, oh, yeah. Fast, fast, frankly. Yeah. You know, that you can't fix for 24 hours, but that's the way it is. I think they did a much better job um, because I was there really from about, I got there maybe around 4.30 a.m. I was there till. Okay. It ended about, it ended actually ended about 6, 15 or 17 when right. it had all the people, the characters at the uh, train station. It was neat. Um, you know, the only real negative was that people were really kind of getting, some people anyway, got really getting upset at the Toontown thing, but, you know, that's just hopefully it's another yeah. lesson learned. If you're going to have nothing there, you know you're going to have that many people. I mean, right. just line them up, you know, and pack and say, you open the gate and come in or say, I don't know, even close off that area for an hour and have people come in once an hour or something. Yeah. So that, it, it did get almost where people are getting really upset. You might have had something unfortunate. I don't think anything did, though. Right. Now, how were the crowds at 4.30 a.m.? Um, I was surprised. I don't think they were that big. Um, again, there was kind of a, a stage set up in the movie Esplanade for doing right. their interviewing or doing some lights, et cetera. And you had, obviously, two areas for California Adventure and Disneyland. But, again, people did not line up at turnstiles. It certainly had me confused because I had to ask people. People just seemed to be all over places. But, basically, you had, again, tape on the ground and maybe six or seven lines on each side, and they were maybe 10 or 12 feet wide. Well, so, you just, I, just, I just found one that didn't seem that line and got into it. And there were not a whole lot of people because at near 6 a.m., when Disney wanted to do some filming, they had, you know, their folks come by and say, come on, squeeze in because... You know, they were honest about it. They wanted the crowded look. And some of these areas where they were like 10 or 12 feet high, you had people kind of lined up single file, and you had all this space. So they squeezed people in. You know, frankly, they get a better camera shot. Right. Um, the opening at Disneyland was a little strange, and frankly, the cast members were confused, too, because, because again, there was no lineup for turnstiles, just these general six or seven lines. And eventually said, okay, come on to the turnstiles. And, you know, I've, I've written this before, and I'll say it again. People at Disneyland and probably Disney World tend to be lemmings. A lot of people just go to one turnstile that's right in front of them, and there was another turnstile mm -hmm. that was completely empty. And, you know, okay. Well, I was great. there hours after other people. I walked up to the first time turnstile. In fact, I was the first in Fantasyland and knocked off rides like it was a ghost town there. Um, 
But, you know, that's, that's the way people are. There are lots, obviously, see it from, you know, all those folks lined up at the entrance, et cetera. Well, what, so they, what, they, the what they did, Greg, was they had people lined up further back from the turnstiles because they wanted to, to be able to see the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I had heard, overheard one of the security guys say that you know they would have the the fireworks, and then once that was clear, then they would have people go up to the turnstiles. They just didn't want people missing the the opening moment. So that's why right. they didn't have them at the turnstiles because if they were there, they wouldn't be able to see what was going on. Right. And even at the turnstiles, the, the people I don't think were that sure about when they were supposed to open because. They usually have the family of the day, the music plays, da dump, da dump, da dump, and everyone comes in. And the people at the turnstiles tend to be looking at each other with sideward glances. I think it was about yeah, oh, a few minutes after six. Yeah, they were waiting <laughs> I went through the turnstile. I got to about near the train station. Somebody with a camera said, hey, are you supposed to be here? Because they wouldn't even show somebody. Oh, yeah, go ahead. All right. I went ahead, and like I said, there was no one there because even the media people around them weren't, weren't sure that they were supposed to be intermingling with guests at that right, time. So. Right, right. Not, not a big deal, but just, just something different. Um, but as, a, as opposed to the overall number, I don't know at the beginning it was any less. It was hard to count. It just seemed that putting people in the Esplanade was just a lot more civilized than yeah. having people line up on top of the boulevard all the time. It's certainly more interesting. You, know, you could you know, see the goings on, and there was yeah. Goofy and um, you know, Donald on the stage. And I don't know why someone had a towel on their head, but there was that rather large gentleman with a towel on his head there, too. Mm. I don't know what that was about. Would you do it again? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily do the 24-hour. I thought, frankly, the beginning and the ending are the most interesting yeah. interesting moments. You, know, you line up, everyone's excited, the fireworks go off. Um, again, I, to me, it was like a magic morning where I was almost, almost the only person. The truth I got on Peter Pan first. I got on Alice in Wonderland first. I think I even got on Pinocchio first because so many people are interested in, like, you know, there's a TV camera there, and that always catches people's attention, and then things on Main Street so different that Fantasyland was just complete ghost town. And they said the crowding of the rides was not bad. There were some, you know, downers, some rides that went down. Right. Indiana Jones went down, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. There were other reports of Space and Splash. Um, with Big Thunder, you may have had a problem, but I was not that concerned about um, going on every single ride. It wasn't right. my goal. Um, I was concerned about the people wanted to get food. There, ne- there never seemed any big... You know, food lines like there were at the, uh, at the, uh, one more day where I remember like a line out of the, uh, I guess it was what's still called a Jolly Holiday, whatever it was called before. Yeah. Then maybe it was something different, a huge line outside a lot of food. It, yeah, well, and it seemed like there were more, it seemed like there were more places open for food overnight this time. Right. It seemed um, like everything was open. So, you know, there are just a couple of, a couple of maybe boo boos, but just seemed to go a lot more smoothly. Yeah. Um, when I, well, I guess the only kind of interesting thing was the giveaway, which they didn't publicize, but on one board it kind of leaked out that there would be the sunglasses. I think they didn't leak it, publicize it because they didn't want thousands of people to come at 10.30 p.m. like last right. time for those, you know, Mickey Mouse hats. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought was bizarre. People came at 10.30 p.m. They waited for, what, seven hours or something. They got their Mickey Mouse hats, and then they left. Go <laughs> back to their hotel room. So this put it on they eBay. Had the sunglasses yeah. on. Right. Um, in fact, they were like in some boxes near the one of the ticket Yeah, I almost, I almost missed them. Didn't know. You, you basically entered through the bag check, and then you saw all these people say, where'd you get that? Oh, go back to that ticket booth, yeah. the far one near D.C. Okay, okay yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah I almost that missed them. That was that. Um, probably a smart thing to do, not to publicize it too much, so you didn't have a complete model yeah, scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people came after 6 or 6.30. You, you might not have already known the park was open. I think there would have been no lines at any of the turnstiles. Yeah. Um, 
So it would have been very pleasant if you just wanted to have some early morning ride and, you know, take stuff in. So the thing I would have done, frankly, was, was spread out the Fantasmics. Um, so you get, yeah. you know, that don't have people concentrated in there for a three-hour period and get people in that power part of the park later so the Toontown thing wasn't such a... But I was... I, was I don't at, think it was worth it waiting for, you know, maybe like a half hour to get a picture with, you know, whoever, Minnie and Mickey, whatever, in the pajamas when right. if, you're a, if you're a gamer and you hung out till 6 a.m., you had the whole gang, all eight of them, oh, yeah. at yeah. the train station there to get some real nice photos. Yeah. And I, I was over in, Toon, in New Orleans Square at, I don't know, maybe 2 in the morning. It was busy over there still. I expected that area to kind of calm down after Fantasmic and stuff, but it was still it was still way busy over there. Yeah, again, it might have been the pie was down for a, a substantial time. I was maybe just lucky to get in the morning. Um, Indiana Jones seemed to go down pretty early in the morning yeah. too. There, there was some, and again, there was no big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So once you got into Frontierland or whatever Adventureland, if Indiana Jones was down, you couldn't go on Big Thunder Mountain. I mean, you know, you can't fit a thousand people on one jungle cruise boat, so I better all right. people just gravitated over to New Orleans Square. Yeah. There was not a lot in that part to do at that time. Yeah. Hey, Greg, I appreciate you calling in, man, and sharing right. your stories. All right, thanks. Thanks, have a great thanks, day. Thanks, Greg. All right. So did you go on any rides, Kathy? I was just going to ask you that. I went on... <laughs> go ahead. We went on one... Oh, we went on... Um, Little Mermaid. That was the only ride we went on. Nice. I let's see. I got there. Like I said, um, I got there and went first into Disneyland and just walked around for a little bit. Then I came back out and hopped over to California Adventure just after seven. And I walked into Cars Land and the Fast Pass machines were already open for Raiders oh, wow. Racers, and there were no lines, which is. Yeah. Not normal for Radiator Springs Racers. Usually it's a half hour, 45 minute line. So I'm like, okay, walked right up, got me a fast pass for 205. So I was like, okay, I'll, I I can come back later for that. So I went and had, I went to Flo's and had some breakfast and I was sitting out, sitting out watching, you know, watching the test because, uh, Racers wasn't supposed to open until 9 a.m. because it was open till, you know, 3 a.m. the night before with grad night. So they were having to, you know, do all their maintenance and stuff. So I was just sitting there watching, and that's about 8, 8.05, 8.10, I see people are on the ride. I'm like, okay, what the heck's going on? And then I see people start trickling in through the queue. I'm like, okay, I got to go. So I went over there. There was a 15-minute 15, 15 wait posted. It was maybe 10 to get on Radio Springs Racers at that at you know, at 8.15 in the morning. And so wow. I rode, yeah, I, I, I couldn't resist, so I rode that. And then later on, we had a Diz meet around noon, and one of the ladies wanted to go on a ride, so it's like, okay, so we went on, we went on a little Mermaid Elsa, because it was the five minute wait. <laughs> yeah, ours was pretty much a walk on, and wow. we had a, a Diz meet at two in the morning nice. for the TTA, uh-huh. and we had wanted to do Buzz Lightyear, but it was down for maintenance, but I'm there like, to me, it wasn't, for the rides, it was for the atmosphere. Right. Last week on the show, on our show, we had talked about Disneyland After Dark and riding some of the rides after dark. And Wayne was talking about, oh, you got to ride Haunted Mansion. So, like at two o'clock in the morning, I took the train around to to New Orleans Square and was going to ride Haunted Mansion. But I look over there and they're in the overflow queue already. It's like, no, forget it. I'm not going to. Oh I'm not gonna wow. Wait for Haunted Mansion at you know two o'clock yeah. in the morning. I, I, apparently by three or so, it, it had died down a little bit, but. How just, 
How was parking out at your place? Um, from what I heard is because we have the, the main the main parking lot, and that one kind of get a, got a little backed up. We also have the Toy Story parking lot, which is south of Disneyland on Harbor Boulevard, and apparently that one was wide open all night. Oh wow! Yeah, so they they handled it a lot better this time. Well, ours at Magic Kingdom right after we got there, they closed Magic Kingdom parking lot down and were diverting everybody to Epcot. And then about I think eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, they said that now they were allowing people to park back at the Magic Kingdom, right. but you had to take a shuttle bus over. So I felt bad for those people. And and there were ne- there was never any stories of the park actually closing. As far as yeah, being no, capacity, didn't get it either. like there was like there was at Leap Day. Yeah, um, I don't know what kept people away. Um, somebody had uh, talked about that. You know, referenced grad night. There was a grad night that night also. So there were lots of high school kids in the, in the parks, but at eleven o'clock they were all segregated to Cars Land and and Paradise Pier over at California okay. Adventure. So from like 11 to 3, those areas were closed to regular guests, which was kind of weird because that left pretty much nothing at California Adventure for, for regular guests other than yeah. um, the Toy Story, not Toy Story, the Monsters, Inc. ride and Soren. Okay. Plus, plus Buena Vista Street. I mean, yeah, that was basically all that was left. So that, that kind of didn't help. No, that didn't. Like, yeah, I mean, the, the whole point was to make have California Adventure open to spread out the crowds, but that really didn't help that much. Um, I I didn't go back to California Adventure after I don't know middle of, middle of the afternoon. Okay. Because I wasn't sure what the turnstiles were going to look like. Yeah, yeah. And I I wanted to make sure I was at Disneyland most of the night, so I said I went over there about seven. Stayed till, I think I had, I went and had lunch. I cheated and went over to Whitewater Snacks at Grand California for lunch. And then went back into uh, California Adventure. But I think I, I just walked through, I used the back entrance and walked through to go over to Disneyland. And then spent the rest of the afternoon from probably 3 to 6 a.m. at Disneyland. Yeah. Which was, I think, the better better place to be. I mean, they did have a lot of the Monsters stuff, Monsters, Inc. stuff going on at, at California Adventure, but... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it's just that there wasn't enough to do, and I'm sure the, the crowds were ugly over there. We have another caller. Let's see who's on the line. Hello. Hey, hey there. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is Sean calling from South Florida. Hey, Sean. How are you? I'm good. How was the Magic Kingdom? Um. Magic Kingdom was good. Um, I drove up Thursday and uh, actually went over to the Magic Kingdom, got to the TTC around 4.30 a.m. I had the opportunity, because I follow the Disney Parks blog on Twitter, Uh had the opportunity to go to the Monstrous Meetup that morning. Yeah. Um, so they did this whole thing where they did a breakfast at uh, 615 at Pico's Bills, a little donut breakfast, um, with everybody who, who had signed up. 
and that was cool. They had like different colored donuts, so, like purple and green donuts, I guess, to you know, go along with Scully and Mike Wazowski from Monsters Monsters University. Uh, there was also a meetup um, where you got to meet the meet Scully, get pictures taken, and after that they let us go free in the park for a little while. Uh, I went over Road, Road Splash Mountain. Had my own log flume. Nice. Wow. Cool. Yeah. There's, there's me and, you know, the little picture they take. Me and the little picture with my Mike Wazowski sunglasses on, sitting <laughs> in the front seat all by myself. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, wow. So, so did you make it the whole yeah, 24 hours? I didn't. I didn't make it the whole 24 hours. Um I got to actually go see Monsters University. That was part of the uh, the Monsters Meetup thing. Nice. So we we actually left the park and went over to downtown Disney to the AMC Theater to see uh, a screening of the movie, which is pretty cool. So pretty much anybody who did that didn't technically get to be there for 24 hours. But uh, the movie was really good. I actually didn't even see Monsters, Inc., uh, Monsters University is the first movie I'm seeing from that uh, series, but you didn't really need to know much about it to uh, to still enjoy the movie. Very watched, funny movie. Watched Monsters Inc. on the, that day just so I'd have a better idea of if there was any little insider things, I'd know what they were talking about. Over at California Adventure, right. the, of California Adventure, they were screening Monsters Inc. in the Muppet Theater, in the Muppet Vision 3D Theater. Oh, okay. They. This at like four times they did it at nine p.m., eleven p.m., one a.m., and three a.m. You could watch Monsters, the first movie, at in California Adventure yeah. for free. Kind of neat. Well, they were doing that. Yeah, they also. At, yeah, they did that in the Magic Kingdom too. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did they screen it at? Rocket Tower Plaza. In, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, over where they do the dance parties and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Gotcha. But um. Yeah, the movie was really good, um, but I was definitely starting to doze off during, <laughs> during the movie. So uh, I think I might have taken a little cat nap while I was in there. But after the movie let out, um, they gave us some cool gifts. They gave us a Vinyl Nation, a Monsters U Vinyl Nation, Monsters U hat, um, a, a little poster that had, um, it's called the, the Doors of the Magic Kingdom Park. Nice. And has all the different doors. I still oh, haven't really figured out what the doors are. I think I saw that picture. It's just all the different doors in Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, a lot of nice little swag bag they gave us on the way out of the movie, which is pretty cool. That's- um, after the movie, yeah, it was. It was definitely unexpected. I thought, you know, just seeing the movie in itself was, was pretty cool. But, um, after the movie, we, they gave us the option of getting back on the buses to either go back to the Magic Kingdom or go back to the TTC. And um, I elected to go back to the TTC. <laughs> I drove back to my hotel for a little cat nap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then I came back to the parks around, uh, around 5 o'clock and continued my day. By then it was, it was pretty hot when I got back. So uh, I decided to just, you know, do some relaxing stuff and mm-hmm. 
we never got a uh, a dole whip and <laughs> just kind of hung out for a little while. Nice. Then I made my way over to the train, took the train around twice. Just, uh, you know, just did some relaxing stuff and didn't yeah. really worry too much about hitting too many rides. Um, I think that's one of the good things about being in the park for that long is, especially for someone who comes from South Florida and, you know, usually I go on short trips. I'm there for like two, three days. And, uh, you know, you're usually in a rush to really get things done. Right. You know, you want to see as much as you can. Um, but this had been able to be in the park for so long, you know, you kind of get the opportunity to, to relax and sit and people watch and, and hurry about doing as you can. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like being an annual pass holder. You don't have to, there's no pressure to do anything. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Sean. So, thanks for yeah, calling, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, Sean was talking about his swag. I, I usually don't talk about swag that we get from media events because, like, you know, that's not news. Um, yeah. But on the, the night before, after, after the premiere of Mickey and the Magical Map, they handed this little, little bag. And I'm, like, trying to feel what the heck it was. Finally, I opened it up. It was a what, a little external battery charger. Oh. For your cell phone. Good. You know those things? Yeah. With, yeah. The, with the Mickey and the Magical Map logo on it. I'm, like, Okay, perfect timing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that that was useful. <laughs> yeah, it was. I had that. Plus, I had already I already had one, so I had two batteries for the for the day. And I, I think I made it through. I had maybe forty percent left by six a.m. on my phone after charging it. Well, twice. we were we were doing uh, trying to charge your cell phone. I said uh, next time we're going to have a portable thing. But in the new Fantasyland, they have an area now. Where you can charge your phones, and that seemed to be a very popular right, area. Right. We have charging lockers in in on Main Street, but there was there was always a line for those. And I, I saw reports of cast members kicking people off of outlets because once they put when when they put those lockers in, they started covering up all the outlets around the park, putting little you know flaps on them, and so they they were shooing people away, away, I guess, from some of the outlets. Okay. But there were, you know, people were sitting in like, like the restrooms and stuff like that. There were always outlets sitting in the front of the restrooms, so you yeah. see people sitting on the floor. I'm like, um, oh, my the, daughter was one of those people. <laughs> nice. One of the other busy places was uh, <laughs> Fantasy Fair because they had the return of swing dancing to Disneyland at. Oh, that would have been fun. I think that was uh, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, right after the parade. Um, you know, they had kicked out, kicked them out to, to downtown Disney for right when the construction started for the, the new fantasy fair. And so last night was the first time that they allowed or that they had the dancers back in. So it was, it was packed. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. And they, I heard people talking about, Hey, good to see you. Let's, you know, get a picture with all the old, Old timers or you know the oh, people. Oh, how nice! That, yeah, because I mean these people came every weekend to Disneyland to, yeah. to do swing dancing, so it's kind of cool that they that they got to be there and and have the the old time no, old time music. You know you know what I mean the swing music. Yeah. Um, oh, they that's also nice. yeah. I wish kinda, we had something like that here. Uh-huh. And then did you guys have parades late at night? We had a twelve thirty oh, yeah. parade 
12.30 a.m. parade. Yeah, it was 9. Oh, no, that's to celebrate the magic. Do you guys do that up on the castle? No, no. Uh-uh. We ha- we yeah, had, this we- was a new, they, they changed it now instead of it being guest photos. Right. Now it was like it told a story. And it's just always so amazing to see you're sitting there and you know what the castle is supposed to look like. And uh-huh. it looked like Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. It looked like, yeah. um, you know, it's just amazing. I think I got to see, I think I got to see that at the Christmas party. They were doing it then, right? Yes. And this, but this is different because, you know, that version, they did a lot of guest photos in there. No, no, this was, this was the new version. This was a new version. Uh, well, this was a, the an one, updated summer version yeah. or something. Yeah. It, it, it premiered the night of the monstrous awesome. summer. So well, it was fun. And that's one of those things that they can change up and make it different every, you know, for every season. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah we, we had we, we had the Magic Memories and You show, but it was back on Small World. On the, oh, okay. But like you said, it was guest photos, and and who knows if it was really guest photos from that day. Right. I put right. a shout out on the show. It's like, okay, if you saw your picture on there, please let me know because I I really want to know. That. I've never seen anybody um, talk to anybody that saw their picture. Yeah, exactly. Show. So what was your favorite part of the monstrous all-nighter? Um, the kids good night when they we all sang the, the Mickey Mouse goodbye mm-hmm. song. I just totally choked up. I don't know why. Yeah. But that to me was like the high point. That was the capper for me for the evening. Yeah. I, I, I love seeing everybody with all, all the renewed energy at 5 till 6. <laughs> Yes, yes. Running, running down Main Street, high five and everybody, and seeing the seeing the executives who you know were napping all day while we were in the parks. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Back 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 again at 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 Main Street, high five high fiving people, and it was just it was just fun. It was. It, it really, you know, I could do this every year. I don't know if I do it every six months, but I could do this once a year. Right. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Kathy, thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you, Tom. We, sh- we should do this more often. Yes, we should. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell Pete. Yes. <laughs> all right. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch all of our other shows, Disneyland and Orlando, this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Thanks for listening. 